Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. How you doing today? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. I, uh, I spent the day doing some home improvements this week, uh, you know, on this fine Tuesday. So I was crawling around in my attic crawl space, adding a new vent fan to my bathroom and Oh, I'm, I'm a little worried, Pat. Last time we had a host who was doing home improvements, we never saw him again. It's true. I think he tiled himself in, and uh, it was like the what was that? The cask of Amontillado, like the the, the Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah, what it was. Yeah, where the friend like lures him down to the wine cellar and, and then like bricks him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically uh, yeah. So I'm trying to avoid that, but uh, it was a good. It was a good day, man. It was a good day. How was your fourth? It was a pretty great, uh, you know, did a little barbecue with uh, the girlfriend's fam. Nice. Uh, and then we just came back and hung out. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out that we could watch the fireworks from uh, my back porch. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We're on a big hill, so uh, we can actually see like three different towns fireworks. So, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. It was, so uh, do you, does, is it crazy loud or are you guys like far enough away where it's not too, too intrusive? No, it was, it was far enough away that uh, we couldn't really hear them. Okay. Um, but they we could still see them and like they were kind of low on the horizon. Like they were yeah. they were pretty far away, but our uh our view is just uh commanding enough of the surrounding area that uh we could s- still see them. Nice. That's awesome. So, can't complain. And we just played uh some paper magic pat together. Yeah, uh, in the, yeah, in the same gonna... room at the same time. So yeah, so obviously, you know, Jerry and I, you know, we talked about, oh, you know, it's the, the biggest bummer about the LAL opens that we don't get to play. And then fortuitously, just a week later, ELD was hosting his own open down in Bellingham, Massachusetts at Time Vault Games. Yep. Uh so we went down to that. Unfortunately, the attendance wasn't what it usually is. You know, usually yeah. he's good for firing 35, 40 person, 50 person events, but because of the holiday weekend it was a little, little light attendance, but it was still a lot of fun to play. It was, I was super stoked to be able to play some legacy again, man. I haven't played in a long time, a long, long time. So this is, um, you know, the open really fired me up and got me, <clears throat> got me out to playing magic again. So I was pretty stoked about it. I know you started texting me asking to borrow cards. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome, man. I, yeah, I got, got a couple cards from Jerry, a couple cards from actually, um, uh, now I can't remember the name because I had it on my thing, on my list of people to thank. And then I left it in my car, but, uh, <laughs> one of our listeners, uh, saw my post on the Facebook page and, and hooked me up with a copy of his meltdown. So shout out to him. I will, I will find the name and make sure to give him a proper thank you. But um, yeah, uh, I was able to borrow a couple of copies of Meltdown and I played um, pretty much Michael Munchback's uh, 75 that he won the open with. Mm-hmm. I did not have as good as, re- as results as he did, but that's also because I am super out of practice. I made some uh, incredibly, incredibly like boneheaded moves and just, just, I, I felt very clunky with the deck overall, you know, just haven't, haven't played it in so long. So 
But that being said, I had a had an awesome time and I'm excited to go out again this week to play. So how about you, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. And yeah, it was uh, I mean, it was a little late attendance, but I mean, July 3rd, I kind of expected as much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, that, that that hadn't even like gotten into my calculus. But then I'm like, oh, like the reason why I don't have anything going on today is because I had plans for the fourth that got pushed back a day because of the rain. So I'm like, oh, it kind of opened up my Saturday. But um, but, you know, that being said, you know, we had 11 players at this event. And uh, and so, yeah, we, we got four rounds of legacy and that's all I could really ask for, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it was pretty good competition, too. I mean, there was a lot of uh, local players that are well known that were also well known at the Leaving Legacy Open. So it was cool to, you know, get a chance to play against them instead of just commentating on their mat matches. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I know uh, I played against so rude uh, who we've had on the cast many times. Uh, he was there and spoiler alert, he ended up taking down the entire event with his uh, World Gorger Dragon deck. Yep. Yep. And uh, he was actually the one who knocked me out of uh, the competition. So, oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he, I, he, I mean, he pushed my dick in uh, fucking round one. So, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So, if, if I had to go out to anyone, I'm glad I went out to Rude. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about your, uh, your, your tournament? I know it's not super long, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Round one, I was actually on camera. I got, you know, the round one feature match, you know, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I uh, played against reanimator. And uh, so I just I sit down and uh, I draw my opening hand and it's uh Lotus Petal, Ancient Tomb, uh, Show and Tell, Grizzlebrand, and then mm -hmm. like three other cards that didn't do anything. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I'm in the blind. I don't have any counter magic backup. But we didn't come here to not play show and tell on turn one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I play played the show and tell. And my opponent's like, yep, that resolves. And I just I get the I get the the grizzle brand. And my opponent still kind of plays a little bit. Um they probably should have just actually scooped to that because he then like untapped and went like entomb grizzle brand. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's on reanimator. And then he'd like died next turn. So if he had just if he had just scooped to me right away, like I not and I wouldn't have been able to know what he was in and couldn't have done a sideboard plan, he probably would have been better off. But instead, he, you know, played out the entomb to let me know what he was playing mm -hmm. and then scooped. Gotcha. So game so two, he, he might have might have had a little bit of an edge if he just kind of kept that closer to the chest. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Because game two, I sideboarded in all my graveyard hate, and my opening hand is Grafdigger's Cage. And then my turn two draw or my uh, my my turn one draw is another Grafdigger's cage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then two turns later, I draw another Grafdigger's cage. <laughs> oh, so so I played. Oh, out, I did see that on the on the I did see that, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I played out triple Grafdigger's cage against him. And yikes, he just he just did not have any way to deal with three Grafdigger's cages. So I ended up winning that matchup. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough ask, honestly. It's a tough ass. It's a tough ass. So yeah, if he, if he had just uh, you know scooped it immediately, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have bring in brought in the cages. Um, right. You know, if my opponent just like scoops and I'm going into game two completely in the blind, um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe bringing in like brazen borrower for the bounce. Right. But I'm not bringing in any of my specific stuff like graveyard hate, red elemental blasts, you know, anything like that. Just because I, you know, I literally just don't know what they're running. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that was my round one. And then uh, round two, I ended up playing against uh, Ad Nauseam Tendrils. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was probably my closest match of the entire day. Yep. Uh, so game one, you know, we're both developing our hands, developing our board positions. 
and uh he ends up uh storming out after winning like a four counter war you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> veil of summer force of will the veil of summer uh then uh you know falling up with a uh a cabal therapy which gets spell pierced and then you know just back and forth tit for tat um and he ends up storming out uh being able he just you know had one more than i did yep um then game two i just literally drew all my sideboard cards against him <laughs> like <laughs> like literally just everything so i drew i played like Turn one Grafdigger's Cage, turn two Null Rod, turn three Blood Moon. And he just like, he just could not do anything. And then eventually I just got my combo and, and beat him. Um, and then game three, we were going and my sneak and show deck just shit the bed on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I got out the, gra- the Grafdigger's Cage and I think a Blood Moon too for the hate. Yep. But I, I think the game went to like turn 15 or 20. And I just, I never drew a combo piece. Jeez, that's brutal. <laughs> and, so, and so like, eventually he just got enough, you know, critical mass that he could combo out yep. you know, without using the past and flames. And, you know, he had a basic swamp. So basic swamp plus, you know, dark rituals and cabal rituals gives them enough black mana. Yep. So he was just able to fight through my onboard hate. Yep. And I just, I just couldn't do anything. So the, my deck kind of just pooped the bed on uh, game three. Yeah, that's a bummer. That, I mean, that does happen. You, like you said, you know the the RNG of that, uh, you know that deck. It does happen on occasion, but always sucks when it does. Right. Exactly. Oh, and then <laughs> match three was against Just Guy Control, and I think you had a buy this round, Pat. So you were you were watching this match. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I was. I was definitely watching this match. Yeah. So games one and two were pretty uneventful. It was basically just like game one, I won the counter war and mm-hmm. comboed out. Game two, he won the combo war while yeah, having a monas- just... while having a monastery mentor out. Yes. Yeah. He just... So if you lose the combo war with your opponent having a monastery mentor, that's a lot of firepower that you just gave your. Opponent. Yeah. And he, what is he? He just like like cast a spell the next turn, and then then like countered his own spell to create enough board, board presence to ki- to kill you essentially. Yeah, it was like he. Uh, I think he did like a brainstorm or something, mm-hmm. and then he like hydro blasted his mentor. Mm-hmm. And so because you can target it with the hydro blast, it still resolves. So they all get right. pumped. But because right. it's not a blue blue permanent, it doesn't die. Correct. Yeah. So game two, he just like crashed in and, and you know, smashed me. And then game three was the one where like that you were just laughing and I could not. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm watching this game and, and now your opponent, super nice guy. I don't know him personally. I'm pretty sure who's actually at the open Um, was mm-hmm. was playing this deck and uh you get you can always tell when someone starts to tilt a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I was I'm watching him play, and you know you, you run out your first show and tell, and he counters it. And, and I think I don't know if you guys fought over it, but you you know you whatever you had a you had a uh, a sneak attack in hand, so you're like yeah that's whatever. You know, yeah. So my hand at this point is like I had show and tell, sneak attack, grizzle brand, and then like force of will spell pierce blue card right so you you have the opportunity of like you know you can choose which one you want to fight over if you want to bait out a counter spell with your first with your first show and tell and then play your sneak attack the next turn you have that option but as as luck would have it i, I watch you play at the first show and tell i think there was a small counter war over it but it gets counter and you're like All right, that's fine you usually you can kind of exhaust your opponent's hands of other counter magic at that point yep so, but however, your opponent was just, he must have drawn 
all counter magic and a couple lands because he was chock full of counter magic. He, yep. he and he played it well, honestly. So, yo, your next turn, I see you. I think I'm pretty sure you top decked another. Yeah, uh, show I, I and tell. Ripped, ripped show and tell off. So, the top. so like, Jerry just oh, goes, I was gonna yeah, I was hey, gonna play let's, sneak attack. Let's, let's run it back, and Jerry <laughs> gives him the old whoopsie do and and shows and tells again and and again your opponent's got some counter magic. So now I'm watching this. Now it's getting interesting. I can see your opponent starting to lean forward a little bit. Then following turn, and he again, he's not doing much in his turn. He's basically just draw go, right? Mm-hmm. Jerry goes and rips a third show and tell off the top of his deck. And <laughs> like a scumbag. <laughs> plays it out, plays it out, and he has more counter magic for it. But now at this point, he is gassed out, right? So so Jerry plays out the show and tell. Now, Jerry's, you're like sitting back. You're very cool. You basically look like you're like drinking a mojito right now. Like you're like, no worries at all. And and your opponent is like, he's like leaned forward. He's, he's in the game. Like he's very, he's just was, his legs starting to shake. Very, you know, very focused on what he's doing. And Jerry just, you know, next turn just plays out his sneak attack. And, and you can just tell like your opponent, like he just, he like leans forward. His leg starts shaking super violently. Like I, 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 you could just tell he was starting to tilt. And Jerry, and he's like, he, he has nothing at this point. He's already countered three of your show and tells. He doesn't have anything for the for the sneak attack now. So Jerry sneak attacks in Emrakul. Uh, Emrakul obviously devastates his entire board. I think he had a few lands. He might have had, he had I, something out. I can't remember what it was, but he had a couple yeah. permanents on the board. Yeah, he yeah he had like four lands and then some artifact. I think. Right, I don't remember I what, what it was. Either. But yeah, might have been like a bobbler or something. Whatever it was, and Jerry obviously like wipes his board with the annihilator trigger, and uh, and I think he scooped up. He like drew the top card, and and I think I think you might have played uh, Grizzlebrand the next turn, and then he just scooped his card. I don't think I don't think he got to uh, present lethal. He just scooped him up, and then he just started talking about how. You know, he likes this deck and he should have a good matchup against you, but he never gets to actually play it because his deck just shits out on him. And I didn't mm. want to say anything, but like, honestly, he just got the shitty end of the draw there because you just like, like the, just yeah. the hottest top decks, the hottest <laughs> double show and tell back to back top decks. Like that yeah, was like pretty he, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Like he, like you, you just can't beat show and tell having four, like back to back to back to back threats to play out like there's nothing you can do about that so uh, i kind of felt bad for him because he was he was pretty you could tell he was pretty aggravated about it but it was very exciting and and very fun to watch um and uh and yeah that was uh that was a good one for sure for sure yeah oh and also talking to him he said he was pissed because game one where he lost the counter war it was because Mm -hmm. he drew three prismatic endings against show. and there's like there's literally nothing that prismatic and well i guess you can hit the lotus petals right the only target you can hit is the lotus sweet target (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) what a prismatic ending a lotus petal you go for it (laughs) yeah that's that sucks for sure for sure for sure uh, but yeah, no, he was a real good dude, and I I felt bad, but it was it was honestly just funny. The you know it, it was, and that, that thing is like I'm not laughing at him, but the situation is like, yeah, sometimes show and tell is just gonna do what show and tell does, man. You know, yeah, sometimes apes are gonna ape. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't stop it. Sometimes you know it's just exactly. the way it is. Yeah, and then finally, so spoiler, this was the game that knocked me out. My second loss was against Rude. Uh, he was playing his World Gorger Dragon deck. Yep. Oh man, did he smack me? So yes. this was this was the karma. <laughs> so game one, rude moles to three. He moles to three cards in hand. And you're like licking your chops at this point. Yeah. And like my opening hand is like lands, some brainstorm, uh, like a preordain and a fluster storm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got like 
three cantrips, a counter magic, and lands. Like this is good. Like, and yeah. I know it's it's rude. I know he's on World Gorger. So like, I got the Fluster Storm. I'm feeling pretty good, right? Yep. I'm especially feeling good because Rude mold, or I think I mold to six actually, and, okay. And Rude mold to three, but I'm still feeling pretty good because I got three cards up. I got lands, cantrips, and counter magic. You know, can't go wrong, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rude is on the play though. And so Rude's three cards, what he goes is he goes swamp and tomb. And I'm in tomb, like, okay. And he puts uh grizzle brand in his graveyard and then plays out a lotus petal. <laughs> or uh no, he uh sorry, he go he has one card left in hand. Yep. So I'm like, and I don't have any lands yet because I haven't played my uh it hasn't been my turn yet, so I can't cast the fluster storm on the entomb. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. That's fine. I'm still in a good, good spot. Mm-hmm. He plays, I go like land and I don't, I don't preordain because I want to keep the fluster storm up. Mm-hmm. So I pass it back to him and he rips Lotus petal off the top of his deck, mm-hmm. plays the Lotus petal. And then the last card in hand is animate dead Jeez. and animate dead is an enchantment. So I can't fluster storm it. <laughs> so on a multi three rude still managed to get a turn two grizzle brand <laughs> technically through counter magic. <laughs> and Jeez. he proceeds to just kill me uh, the next turn, you know, grizzle brand doing as grizzle brand does in a world gorger dragon combo deck. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I was, I was kind of, I was kind of tilted after that, after that first round, you know, never feels good losing a uh, losing when your opponent moles to three. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially when you like, Oh, you're like, this is great. And then just eat shit. <laughs> yep. Eat shit. Uh, and then game two, Rude just does me dirty again and plays a turn one Regisar, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the two black seven, six dinosaur at the beginning of it's either your upkeep or end step. You have to discard a card. Yep. <laughs> so he plays that out and I'm like, fuck, I have literally no way to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> like it's black. So I can't pirate blast it or anything like that. Like, like the best I can do is like brazen borrower bounce it. <laughs> yep. And even then he's just going to play it back again the next turn. Right. So he just starts beating me up with the Regisar. And then he ends up comboing. So I was actually glad to see him combo because he showed me the update to the World Gorgeous Dragon deck, how they got a spicy new toy. They do. Yeah. Abdel. Yeah. Abdel. So I have something to say about that later for sure. Okay. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) So the old World Gorgeous Dragon deck is basically World Gorgeous Dragon plus any other target. Mm -hmm. And then World Gorgeous, you also have to have a win condition. Correct. Um, so it's either like the, the desert that like pings your opponent when it comes into play, like that's mm-hmm. usually the win condition. So world gorgeous dragon combo happens. The land comes in and out of play infinite times deals infinite damage. Right now they don't even need world gorgeous dragon. Nope. Don't even don't need even, it. They don't even need a win condition because Abdul is both. It's basically Correct. souped up world gorgeous. So I think we need to start calling the deck Abdul combo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think Rude's going to go for that, but he, well, he just calls a dragon, I think so. Yeah, but so Abdul, the what it works is when it comes into play, you choose X permanence and remove those permanents from the game until Abdul leaves play and you create one one soldier tokens right. for each permanent you remove. Correct. So you do the, the, you know, you do animate dead Abdul. Abdul comes into play and you choose the animate dead. Mm-hmm. And then Abdul leaves play. You get You get a one one token. Abdul leaves play because the animate dead has disappeared and your animate dead comes back into play 
You target Abdul again. Abdul comes back. Target yep. the animate dead. Yep. Make a one one token. Abdul leaves way and make infinite one one tokens with just animate dead and Abdul. And then it used to be if with Rogue or Dragon, you needed a second creature in the graveyard to target because otherwise mm-hmm. the, the combo goes Wouldn't infinite. Stop. Yeah. And the, the game right. becomes a draw because there's no way to end it if you don't have uh, another creature. But Abdul, the way it's phrased is it's exile up to one. Right. <laughs> so like, like Rude did this to me on like turn three. I'm like, oh, well, what's the what what other creature are you going to choose to end the combo? And he goes, oh, I don't actually need to choose another creature. I'm just <laughs> yep. going to choose. I'm just going to choose zero to end yeah, the combo. And I'm exactly. just like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, I don't know why we haven't talked about this before, but that Adol is like a huge upgrade to the deck. Yes. Like, yes. Like you don't need a win condition anymore because it's its own win condition. And you don't need a second creature in the graveyard. Like that's that's huge. <laughs> So Rude just uh you know smashed me with that and back to back uh back to back games and that yeah. that eliminated me from con- contention. <laughs> well, you know that's that's funny you say that because I played against Rude in round one and he eliminated me from contention in round one. So <laughs> he <laughs> fucked me circle. up so hard I was just like I'm not winning the games today. <laughs> uh, I so I I played against him in round one and uh, I think g- game one I mulled a five which is not good and I already know he's on a super fast combo deck. And basically I go like turn one. I think I was on the, uh, I wish I had my notes with me. They're down in my car, but um, I think he, he was in the play. I, I just go like turn one, like dragon's rage channeler. He goes back and like, he's able to like reanimate grizzle brand and just start just beating the shit out of me. And it was like, it was game one was basically a non-game. There was literally, I had no, um, no, uh, you know, Agency. decisions. <laughs> I had no decisions to make none. Yeah um game two was a similar similar fashion uh it was over very quickly with abdel he made i believe the exact number was three million one ones and i just scooped it out. i'm like yeah you got it yeah he didn't uh, say he, he likes that three million three million yeah i guess yeah I'm, I'm gonna I, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get him someday with something but uh but yeah so yeah he just he just smacked smacked me with that um round two i so <laughs> you know this blur this this blur delver deck that michael had played that played was definitely like um you know, as I was playing it on, on Saturday, it's definitely tuned to beat like blue decks. Obviously, like you want to be, you're going to see a lot of blue decks when you're playing legacy. I saw no blue decks on Saturday, which, which sucked, but like, you know, having like a main deck pyroblast or red blast, like, you know, that it's one of those things where like, Oh, this is definitely made to like, to fight against blue decks. And like Ronnie's obviously not a blue deck. And I made the error of leaving in the red blast because again, this is the first time I played with a deck. So like when I'm sideboarding for game two, I forget to remove the red blast and I draw it in my opening hand Ugh. and have no, I have no way of like getting rid of it. He unmasks me and he looks at it. I'm like, yeah, I forgot it was in there, man. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell, I did start all my games to, uh, told my opponents like, Hey, listen, I have not played paper legacy in like literally a year, maybe a year and a half. <laughs> so I'm going to make some plays today. And I might do some things that are that are incorrect. I promise this is in good faith. I'm just a fuck. I'm just so out of practice and so rusty. Uh, and and you know what? I'll tell you about my my second round match against Tyler. <laughs> Tyler's playing like a. Uh, it's like the, it's like that pox deck, but it's got the. Um, he plays small pox, but he has retrofitter foundry in it, or is a mm-hmm. saga in it. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And so. Um, game one, I think, again, I had to mulligan to like five or six in game one and, uh, he rolled over me in game one game two. I, th- I think I actually took him to three games in this match. Game two, uh, was much better. Um, I was able to, uh, actually did it go to three games? Fuck. Now I can't remember. 
Nah, he might have he might have beat me in two games actually, because I think the only the only match I, or the only game I won, only match I won was my third fourth round. But anyway, so he basically just beats the shit out of me both games. Like it was again, like uh, I think game two there was I had much more uh, like many more decisions to make, but game one he like smallpoxes me on turn two on his turn two and like kills my land, kills my bobble, kills my Delver of Secrets, and I'm like, all right, sweet, like the sickest three for whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, game. So that that put me so far behind in game two that I never recovered. Um, but he was he was super nice and actually, like one of the worst mistakes I made. Like just like just purely out of like uh you know it's been so long since I played. Like so we're setting up for game two. He's like, oh, I have a um you know a pregame effect. He pulls out puts out his leyline of void, which is like in retrospect like a pretty cool card to play against the blue red delver that's running Murktide regions and dragon rage channelers. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's good. cool. That's cool. I'm on the play and I go and I draw a card for turn because like because in my mind, I see him put a card and pass the turn. And like that's like, you know, as like that's like how I as I process it. So like I draw a card. I don't put it in my hand, but I have the card in my hand and I'm like, fuck. So I put it down. I, I call the judge over the judge. We just he was nice enough where he didn't like he didn't like essentially thought seize me. He just had me like shuffle it into my deck which was, was, was very kind of him. And he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he believed me that it was literally just like a mental error. So, but he just, he proceeded to like pretty much kick my, kick my shit in, in game two as well. Um, it was a little bit better of a match. Like, you know, it was, it was a, it ended up being a race. Um, but, uh, but, you know, playing like, you know, basically when my dragon race channelers and Merc tides are useless, uh, it's hard to play them out. And I think he actually, he actually might've gotten a chalice for one, two chalice for ones in that game. And I didn't see my melt either of my meltdowns. And so I had like a very small window where I had him at like four and had an opportunity to like maybe attack with a Delver. And like, if I still had like my, um, uh, like I, I almost ran some master smithereens on Saturday, like one copy, but I ended up swapping it out for a meltdown that Tyler brought in for me. Uh, sorry that, um, yeah, Tyler Carden brought in for me Uh shout out to Tyler. Um, but yeah, so I ended up not playing the, the, the uh, smash smithereens and played a, a second meltdown instead, which smashing that narrow instance would have been, would have been better there. Cause it could have killed him. But I think overall meltdown was the better card. Um, I got my first win in round three against by he's terrible. Um, and then round four, I, my opponent was a, a younger guy. He was playing uh, the dragon deck as well. And again, I, w- I wish I had my notes up here with me. I famously left them in my car as, as always. So I don't have what I actually wrote down, but those, we actually went to three games there. The games were really fun to play. Um, I ended up taking game one. Um, I think I just had a pair of Delvers and was able to beat down fast enough. Game two, I think he killed me with that. What is it? That witch that blinks in and out with oh. the Piranha Marsh. Oh, okay. Yep. Or maybe, uh, um, actually, maybe. No, I think he killed me with a Grizzlebrand game two. I'm sorry. That's what it was. He killed me with, with a reanimated Grizzlebrand in game two and just drew a bunch of cards and I couldn't do anything against them. And then game three, um, was just a pair of Delvers, you know, just doing what Delvers do. So, um, but the, the games were like really fun, you know, overall for, for the day. Um, so I ended up, you know, two and two, but really one and two, like I don't count the buy as an actual win. So ended up one and two, but like got to play like three, you know, good, good matches of magic. And I wish I had seen a few more blue decks, but you know, that, that only happens if you actually win your games. If you lose your games, you're just gonna, you're gonna see what everyone else is playing. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was a uh, overall it was like it was a really fun event. I, w- I was kind of bummed it was so you know so small, but again, Fourth of July weekend, what are you gonna do, right? So, 
Yeah. I mean, I think it was a, it was a good tournament. Eric always runs a, a pretty smooth operation. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I bought my fourth volcanic on from him on Saturday. Yeah. I saw bought, that. Yeah. Bought a Volk, bought a couple other cards I needed and uh, I traded in a bunch of stuff. So I think it only cost me like 80 bucks when it was all said and done. So that was pretty, pretty good. Got, got rid of a lot, a lot of shit that's been on my, on my desk for a long time. So I'm you're a foil Japanese that. ragavans. <laughs> I no, I got, I did get rid of my Japanese ragavans. He picked them up for me. I had them on the Japanese page for like a week and a half, but no, no one, one bid at them. And, and yeah, it's like, or, or one person did, but they wanted to use like Zelle or some bullshit like that. I'm like, nah, man, like PayPal or Venmo. And he lived in Canada. So he wanted tracking the whole way. It's hard to do that from the States to Canada. Like once it hits the border, Canada's like, yeah, we don't track it anymore. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Eric was able to take him off my hand, so I was thankful for that. And uh, and yeah, I got got a fourth volcanic. I got. I mean, listen, my Blue Red Delver deck is up to date, man. I'm going back tomorrow night to play uh, their Wednesday night uh, uh, magic, uh, you know, Wednesday night legacy event there. I would go Friday, but I'm I'm leaving for vacation on Friday morning. So, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna get some more games in on Wednesday, man. I'm pretty stoked. Hell yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to be back in it, man. I gotta tell you. Feels good. To I know, right? Again. Feels good playing again, especially. I want to get to like a even bigger event. Like I would yes. love to play in a hundred person event, or yeah. you know, even larger. Mm-hmm. I was just I saw the Missouri forty k got canceled again, so it did. Yeah, it sucks. But and then we got the Legacy Pit coming up in the fall. If the fall is tough for me, just between between school and football, like I just don't have the opportunity to get out many weekends at all. Especially not traveling where I'll be gone for a couple of days at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to, I want to get down to uh game, et cetera, uh, play some F It just sucks. Cause now I look around and like, because I moved, I'm so far away from all the stores now. So I have to drive like at least 45 minutes to an hour just to get to uh, an F and M now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still playing a ton of magic online, but you know, yep. it's just not the same. Well, that, I mean, that's, yeah, that's been kind of my takeaway, man. Is like, I, I had blue Delver built a magic online and I played, I think one league with it the entire time I had it for like, I had it for like two years and I played one league because it just, I couldn't bring myself to play magic on my computer. It just didn't, it wasn't the same for me. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same. Like I like, I like being somewhere physically. I like being out of my house and doing something like, you know what I mean? If I want to play like a video game, I'll just play like call of duty or play Skyrim or something. You know, I, I, if yeah. I want to go somewhere and be social, like I want to do it playing magic, you know? Yeah. I hear you. Wow. But yeah, I mean that's that's just the way the things and I it it really it really does. It's it's more about the people. Like I love going oh, on, on the tournament and just hanging out with everyone and you know, all the conversations, talking to Eric about uh you know solving the world's you know financial economic crises. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric didn't like Eric didn't like my uh you know, there shouldn't be there should be no billionaires like uh scheme. He wasn't a fan of that, but that's yeah, okay. <laughs> not a fan, not no, a fan. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh well he does woodworking got... too i bet he could build a great guillotine you know he's really missing out on that i know right come on <laughs> no he'd, he'd probably turn around and sell the guillotines for a nice little profit yeah so. he would <laughs> he would he would become the billionaire during the or during the guillotine of billionaires he's made so many <laughs> yeah oh boy um but yeah so yeah it was it was great to see eric uh it's good to see a store doing well i actually bought a couple board games while I was there too. That's the thing is like, I can't go out to like stores because I always end up buying a bunch of shit when I'm there. I bought like this uh, love letter card game based on uh, Jabba's palace for star Wars. Like, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that as soon as I saw that I was, I turned it over. It's got both in the back. I got my guy. I gotta get this. And then I got another game called skull 
um right that's like a card that's another card game it's like a wager card game kind of thing so um i'm gonna bring that up this weekend and play that with my with my friends and family so should be a good time awesome yeah uh do we got anything else this week kind of a- no i mean kind of light man honestly like i was just so excited to, i mean i probably we probably could have skipped this week but i was so excited to talk about the ELD tournament and just be like actually i actually played magic i have so much like so much energy to discuss you know with about that right now so i we definitely had to get an episode in this week but other than that a little light on on everything else going on you know yeah but uh oh i guess one other thing is we made the donation to uh, oh yeah the group that's right yeah i just did that just before uh i just as we started to record tonight i uh finally was able to go through that so part of the reason why there was a delay was like we had some donations in cash some donations in jerry's venmo some donations in my paypal um and then so i had to get you know put the cash in my account and then get the paypal stuff to my account and then get it all and that takes days like i don't want to give paypal any percentage of that so i don't ever let i don't ever pay them for that stuff so it takes a few days to get all the stuff transferred but yeah so i made the uh so i think we had 940 dollars of donations for the event um and then using some of our patreon funds i i rounded that up to a thousand dollars even which i thought was a good use of it Yep. um and then tom smiley uh if uh you know was uh basically basically top eight at our last event obviously he didn't end up actually top eighting the event officially but he was he was a top eight performer in that event in my opinion so mm-hmm. um the money that he would have made in top eight he wanted to donate to the room to grow charity as well so i added that in as well so we ended up doing a nice 12 you know 1250 dollars donation to our to room to grow so i posted on the facebook page uh so you guys can all see that and uh and yeah i just wanted to say it was just a, another another opportunity for me to say thank you from jerry and i for all the um you know all the donations you guys made was way above and beyond what i thought we were going to do um we had set our sights what i thought was pretty high and we almost doubled that so just right. i was so humbled and thankful for for that from you guys it was just an amazing thing for you guys to do for us well now the pressure now the pressure's on how do we up it for the next lal open like do we do we get like spicier spice do we I, do something I, different yeah i don't know i i really don't know um I'll, you know what we can crowdsource this if you guys have some good ideas like let us know what, what do you think what do you think would be a good i mean listen we could run back the wing challenge i'm fine with that if that's something that you guys are into you like you liked watching us in pain and doing the wing challenge i am 100 fine with that so the um, other thing I was thinking is doing uh different spicy foods because there is one thing in, in my area. I think I talked about it on a previous episode, but uh Flip the Bird has a uh, fried chicken sandwich with a ghost pepper like chili paste as the mm-hmm. topping. And I have never been able to get through more than like one or two bites of that. <laughs> like it was like it might not be as high on the Scoville unit as the wings are, but mm-hmm. a big fried chicken sandwich is just a lot more surface area <laughs> than a chicken wing. Yeah, totally. So, so like the cumulative effect is, is ends up being much more. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I am definitely down to do whatever you get and it doesn't have to be painful guys. Like we could do something fun too, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think people enjoyed us, enjoyed us in pain. So, and, I, and like I said, it was, uh, it was really fun to do. It was something really engaging. I thought for us to do between rounds. Um, and honestly, the end result was, was worth every, every terrible trip to the toilet the next day. Like, it, you know, oh it was, God. uh, I almost it, didn't it make it awesome. home that day. <laughs> like, that? I was going to make it home that day. I was almost pulling over and finding a bush. On my way <laughs> <home>. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, uh, so the only other time I can think of feeling warmth in my stomach like that was when I had moonshine. Like I've had, I've had moonshine once before. And that's the only other time I can think of eating something or drinking something and then feeling 
a warmth in like my stomach area, like right. just sitting there, you know, um, those hot wings were, they were on the spicy side, man. It was great. It was great though. It was really great. Yeah. But next, next time, sure. if we do the hot wings again, I'm going to bring an air fryer because those wings were way too, way too breaded for my taste. It was <laughs> the wings were the low light. The hot, the hot sauces were the highlight. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. Actually, Sam just brought me home. Uh, she got the, uh, Pringles has comboed up with the hot ones, and now there's Pringles potato chips with the hot sauce already added onto it. So I'm gonna try that up. <laughs> you know, we could do like the one chip challenge. That's the thing too. Yeah, the one chip challenge. The thing Shaq did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, famously has <laughs> turned into a meme. <laughs> Dude, Sha- Shaq has like become like one of my favorite. Like you know, I guess like former athletes. He is just he's so funny. He's so funny. He's, he seems like such a real dude. Uh, yeah, everything he does is I'm, I'm a big fan of lately. So <laughs> so definitely let us know, listeners, if you have uh, some ideas for the next Leaving Legacy Open. Uh, I know we're talking to uh, Gaming, et cetera, about planning another one. A few people have reached out to me asking about, you know, when the next one is. Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to figure out dates, but I think we're trying to shoot for like September, October, right, Pat? Yeah, I think if we can, as long, you know, like I said, I don't want to step on the toes of, of the guys of the Legacy Pit. I don't want to, you know, be it's tough it it is a needle you have to thread right where you want to be at a good time that's good for people like you don't want to do it say the week of thanksgiving because although there might not be any events that week like it's not good for people to get to um but also like you don't want to be putting on a weekend where like i would never want to put something in line with the legacy pit because i would never want to pull anyone from that not that not that we could i don't think our our tournament's good enough to compete with that but i wouldn't want to pull anyone from that event or, or at least be you know look like we're trying to pull people from another another places event so it's it is threading a needle um but we I, I would like to try to get that date out as soon as possible so that we can really uh give people time to plan and get it get it hyped up and get another like i said get another charity lined up and and do something with that It'd be awesome hell yeah nice awesome well uh let's get into scoops and poops jerry before we get out of here scoops jerry who do you want to scoop into the top eight this week uh, I am going to scoop in uh, all the great friends and family for Fourth of July, hanging out at uh, you know, eating some hot dogs, some hamburgers, you know, some fruit salad. I had my, I made myself a nice little mint julep. Enjoyed some mint julep in the sun. Nice. <laughs> so scoop in all the friends and family uh, for the holiday weekend. Nice. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, well, I want to scoop in uh, uh, Eric down at ELD Games, uh, ELD Timeball Games for for ha- having a tournament on Saturday. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, really, he was super nice. Like I, I said, hey, like you think you have these cards in stock? He's like, I, I can get you pretty much everything, but the meltdowns. And he gave me a nice. He, he had everything ready for me when I got in the store. And then I said, hey, I want to trade this stuff in. You know, are, are you? looking at even like Japanese cards. He's like, Hey, I take everything. So he looked at everything. He gave me the cards. Let me play in the tournament. We figured out the, the price afterwards, which, which was awesome. So it took a lot of stress off me as far as, you know, like, you know, playing the tournament and have to worry about trying to like get there, get the stuff paid for yada, yada. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and then just shout out to Tyler Carden. He was super nice. He reached me on the Facebook page and um, gave me, let me borrow his other copy of meltdown, um, which was, which was sweet. So, I have a, I got my plug rolling. He's got my Japanese copies uh, on the way for me for me right now. They're they're coming from <laughs> overseas, so uh, I, that card is like honestly, I, I people have talked about it for a while, but that card is just like 
so good. It's so much better than I thought it was. Well, it, it's so funny because it was in bulk boxes for years and yeah. years and years. And then Blue Red Delver started running it. And now it's a $15 card. But it makes it like it just it's so it it's great. Like, um, what's the way to put it? It's great to like, you know, Smash Smith Rings is a cool card because it's got the the side. It, it's it's a two minute card. So it's able you're able to blow up like chalices Chalice. with it right yeah, and you're able to big, deal three damage reason to run it yeah. you're able to deal three damage with it which is also awesome however like if your opponent like uh, uh i think it was tyler i think in round two had two chalices for one against me like okay my first you know my my first uh uh smash some of the rings is great but like it doesn't matter i still can't cast my delvers and my brainstorm my ponders so meltdown uh, alleviates that problem, you know, and like it's also incident, not incidentally good, but it's also very good against all these, you know, just anything that's running, you know, a million artifacts. artifacts you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, oh, like, like if I had gotten it, if I had drawn my meltdown when he had all these thopters out, it would be like, yeah, like wipe the board, bro. Like, see ya, you know. So, um, yeah, very, very good card. Um, I don't think I got to cast. I didn't cast it once. Um, but I've been very impressed with, with, uh, with its potential. Like I, there was times where like, I was like, man, I really want to draw a meltdown right now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that car, but yeah, shout out to, uh, to Eric and time vault, shout out to Tyler for lending me, uh, cards for the, uh, for the event. Um, and all my opponents, man, super nice. Like I said, I, I boned up a lot of my plays felt very clunky playing the deck. Um, but it felt really good to cast Delver's secrets again. Felt really good to cast uh expressive federation. Um, so it was it was just really good to be back in a store playing magic this week, man. Like I said, uh, it got me so hyped. The, the open got me so hyped, Jerry. I went out to an event on Saturday. I'm going out to another event tomorrow. So that should tell you something about about the power of of the uh of the legacy community, man. So yep. Oh, also I have one other shout out. I was meant to do this last week, so I'd wanted to shout it this out this week before I forgot as uh Shout out also to uh, Ryan Freeberger because uh, he's one of the judges for the Legacy Pit. Yeah, and, uh, he did us a huge favor of entering in the top eight deck list for yes. the leaving Legacy open onto MTG top eight because I'm basically Amish when it comes yep. to uh, technology. Like yeah, that, that was so. It was like he was like, "Hey, um, because you had posted like the actual picture. Oh, I sent you pictures of the top top eight, right? Yeah, of the deck lists, and you put it on the Facebook page, and then he's like, "Hey, do you guys want these on like MTG top eight or whatever?" Yeah. And uh, basically his question was, okay, how do you want me to title it? (laughs) You know, that was the only thing he asked was like, he took care of everything else. So yeah, that was awesome. Super nice of him. Um, Yeah. It's it's funny because, you know, the events are so crazy and like, and then for the, like the week or two afterwards, you're trying to like make a metagame and make these top eight lists. And it's just a lot of extra work after the events, even over after the events already over. So um, shout out to people who alleviate that stress and, and help us out with that. It's, it's awesome so awesome right right so good shout out to them you know i love those guys uh and yeah i'm excited to see you know i think the pits uh, i can't remember if the buffalo chicken dip is before or after the legacy pit but that's yeah i can't that's coming up i think though yeah so one of those is going to be the next major event so i'm looking forward to take a look at those lists and see how it kind of compares and see the regional differences yeah yeah it's gonna be great like i said i i'm i'm just I'm really happy right now. I'm really happy to be playing again. And like, uh, I'm excited to see deck lists again. And I don't know. I just feel a lot more. Um, I, I felt like uh, very stagnant for a long time, you know, and uh, I just feel like that's turned around a lot. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Oh, can I also real quick, just shout out one of our newest patrons. I keep meaning to. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Jason M from New Zealand. Sending us oh. some New Zealand ducats. I don't know what 
donate what like what like currency I, New Zealand is, but I, I'm getting some I'm pretty, New I'm pretty money, sure so. pretty sure it's Kiwis. Oh, for, I, I don't know if that's racist or true, but I know um, it's it's not like it's not like Kiwi like the done nominations not called Kiwi. It's like they actually trade like Kiwis. Like everyone walks around with you know Kiwis <laughs> in their pockets. Well, I mean, I like, like kiwi. I'll have an ice cream cone and then I hand them over like four Kiwis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, shout out, shout out to Jason. Thank you so much for the uh for the Patreon donation. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to support the show, um, please uh visit patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Every every buck means a lot. Like I said, we were able to use some of that Patreon money. And round up our donation for this from this room to grow uh, uh, charity drive we did for the event. It also helped us, you know, it helps fund like the headhunters that we do there. You know, getting the gift cards or the packs for people to pass out when they beat um, our our selected players and and all that stuff it helps get the the trophy and all all the stuff we do for the open. It, a lot of it is really funded by by the Patreon. And then when we can get one, we can get our editor. <laughs> so that's also uh, super helpful. So, um, guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch y'all next week. Awesome. See ya. Bye. <laughs> cool. I remember playing back in 94 when three mana never got me a 4-4. Four, four. I remember playing back in 94 before storm, before the grizzled brands and neoforms. I remember playing back in 95, battling the ivory tower with my black vines. I remember playing back in 95 when the only force of will was the one we had inside you say we've come so far i say where we going so many planes walkers the stained glass ceilings broken gold-plated diamond cards still our wallets open Back to 94 I remember playing in March of 96 Trading Bad Moon and Green Ward for a Chromium I remember playing in March of 96 When my local game store still sold packs of legends they were only $10 a pack back then, which seemed like an awful lot to me at a time, because I was a kid and I didn't make any money, so I had to beg my mom to buy me one, and finally she did, and I was really hoping that I would open an Elder Dragon Legend, but instead I opened a Tempest of Freet. But I learned to love that Tempest of Freet, and I put that Tempest of Freet into every single deck that I made, but I was too scared to use its ability, because I couldn't bear the thought of losing my Tempest of Freet. That's what it meant to play Magic back then. We had a real emotional connection to the cards. Not like these kids today with their fancy Twitter accounts and their sideboard guides and their arena tournaments. Back in my day when we would open a pack of cards, it was magical. We didn't know what we were going to get. Now it's all ones and zeros. I opened a $5 card. I'll trade you for your $7 card or you're going to have to give me two extra dollars of value. No!
Back in my day, when we traded for a card, it was because we liked it. I traded two dual lands for a minion of Leshurac. Have you seen the picture on that card? You say we've come so far. I still say where we go in. So many planeswalkers, the stained glass ceiling's broken. Gold-plated diamond cards, still our wallets open. Back to 94.